Here's a name you haven't heard in a while, Andre Palat, and he is set to return sooner rather than later. Back to practicing, and we're going to talk about what he can provide to the Devils once again and what are my expectations going forward once he's integrated back into the lineup and also what are my thoughts going into tonight's matchup against the Boston Bruins. We have a lot to talk about in today's episode of Locked on Devils. Buckle up, everybody. You're Locked on Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked On Devils with Trey Matthews. scores! Oh, Steven stepped up, nailed him. has got the puck. What a shot. The Devils win the Stanley Cup. All righty now, what is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer, and also Dell's right for Pucks and Pitchforks, Trey Matthews. So two things to take care of before we carry on with today's episode. The first being is I hope you had a very Merry Christmas and uh, Happy Holidays to all those who celebrate. I hope you enjoyed it with your loved ones. I also wish you peace, love, and joy during this festive season. And also, we're fast approaching the new year of 2023. So I wanted to show you guys some cool Devil's merchandise I got under my tree. So the first being is, I saw this on the internet and I just had to have it kind of an impulse buy, but I got a future is bright shirt. Uh, and as you can see, if you're watching on YouTube on the screen, it's Jesper Bratt, Jack Hughes and Nico. He So our baby big three alongside with Lindy Ruff and the future is bright is in the style back to the future, very popular movie franchise. So just had to have it. I thought it looked really cool. And then the second one I got is this devil's reverse retro raincoat. And I, this is really sweet, and I'm definitely going to wear this at the rink when I go back to ASU or whatever the case might be. But it looks really, it looked really cool, so I just had to have it. And I love the reverse retro this year for the New Jersey Devils. And now, the second thing that I want to discuss with you is that I hope you enjoyed yesterday's bonus episode that involved everyone at the Locked On Podcast Network sharing all the big happenings that happened throughout the year. So I, once again, I hope you enjoyed it. And it's something that I think I'm going to do in regards to the New Jersey Devils. So maybe in a few days, I'll do an episode about the big happenings that happened throughout the 2022 year for the Devils, whether it was what happened during the course of the offseason, the rumors that Lindy Ruff was on the hot seat, the surgeons of Jack Hughes, Nico Heischer, and Jesper Bratt. So if that's something you want to see me do in the next few days, hit me up on my personal Twitter page or leave a comment down below if you're watching on YouTube. Now, let's get on to business. So we have a few injury updates. So the first being John Marino is still listed week to week. And now we finally have an update on Ryan Graves. And it's not really all that good. So Ryan Graves is also week to week. So the good news is, is that Kevin Ball and Nikita Ohotuk will get an extended stay with the New Jersey Devils. But the bad news is we lost one of our best defensemen in John Marino and Ryan Graves is still solid on our blue line. So he's also a big blow. But at the same time, I don't want people to freak out. So the one thing that I talk about for Nikita Ohotuk, and this is something that I anticipate from him because I saw in the previous matchup against the Boston Bruins, which is he just needs to assert himself on the defensive side of things. Don't be afraid to get physical. Don't hinder the overall offensive execution. So even though he got an assist last game, I don't want him to worry about him just racking up the numbers. Just do similar to what John Marino uh, was doing, which is don't be so big on just trying to, you know, fill up the stat sheet and just try to assert yourself on the defensive side of things, suppress any attackers. And once again, 
the big thing for Nikita Ohotuk is don't be afraid to get dirty. Don't be afraid to get into those fights because we saw those videos linger around on Twitter about him just taking no prisoners while he was playing in Utica. We saw him go up against Casey Fitzgerald, the son of Tom Fitzgerald. So uh, I need that from Nikita Ohotuk. So Nikita Ohotuk, I, t- I said that my expectations for him are pretty mild, but at the same time, there's a lot of upside to his game. So even though Kevin Ball and Nikita Hotuk are obviously downgrades from John Marito and Ryan Graves, I think they could still hold down the four in their absence. Now, the thing about week to week, it could be like four weeks. It could be two weeks. We don't really know. So I'm just anticipating the worst. So let's just say that Ryan Graves and John Marino, they're going to be out until I'd say anywhere from mid to late January. Hopefully it's sooner than that, but once again, let's keep our expectations moderate. And now we have an update on Andre Palat. That's a name I have not said in a while. So according to Amanda Stein, she spoke to Lindy Ruff during uh, this morning's practice. Lindy Ruff had this to say in regards to Andre Palat. He said, I think he's probably happy finally get out with the group instead of skating on his own. It's just day to day. I know he's excited about getting back out. It'll be a short period and he'll be back. So that is fantastic news because One of the issues that the Devils have been struggling with the past few weeks, especially with Nathan Bashan going down, is their overall depth. So getting Andre Palat is actually a bigger impact than I think what people realize. Now, uh, this news just came out of nowhere because, once again, Andre Palat, he goes from skating on his own to now practicing with the team. He was used as an extra defenseman alongside with Andreas Johnson. So still a slow grind to get him back. But like Lindy Ruff said, it's day to day now. Here's how I think the New Jersey Devils are going to analyze the situation. So it's something that I've been saying the past couple episodes. I said the next game is not really a must win, but it's a game that you would rather have because here's how I picture the Devils doing this. Because if they lose both games against the Boston Bruins, so they've already dropped one and now they got one later tonight. If they drop both those games, then the next couple games against the Pittsburgh Penguins and also the Carolina Hurricanes, Those are must-win games because if the Devils go on another lengthy losing streak, then quite honestly, we could see what happened to the Devils similar to what happened to the New York Islanders. Because remember, when the New York Islanders came into town, they were second or third in the Metropolitan Division, and now they're third last in the Metro with 40 points. And like I said, don't look now, but the Washington Capitals, they're on a four-game win streak. So the Devils certainly need to take that into consideration. So the Devils have 46 points. They're four points behind the Carolina Hurricanes. And the Penguins have 43. So even if the Devils lose their next game against the Boston Bruins, at least the Devils still have a couple points to work with. And But those next games against the Pittsburgh Penguins and the Carolina Hurricanes, those are must-wins because if Devils lose both those games, and quite honestly, we could see the Penguins and Rangers just blow past them in the Metro. And now the Devils are just hovering around mediocre to bottom tier in the Metropolitan Division alongside with the Capitals and Islanders, and you certainly don't want to put yourself in that sort of position considering how well the Devils had performed just a few weeks ago when they were on that 13-game win streak. So getting Andre Palat back, especially as sooner rather than later, that could be big for a Devil. So my overall prediction is if the Devils lose their next game against the Boston Bruins, then I think we might see an Andre Palat signing when they take on the Pittsburgh Penguins for their final game of the 2022 year so that that's how i think the devils are going to go about it i know i know like maybe it's considering rushing andre palat back but desperate times call for desperate measures now we're going to talk about what andre palat can bring to this team momentarily but first i want to get serious with you guys momentarily so listen up so you're hanging out with some friends and putting back a few drinks 
a few becomes too many as the evening comes to an end and people start to head out. You think for calling a ride. Now you live nearby. You can make it home. Okay. It's no big deal, right? What are the odds you'll get pulled over anyway? And even so, what's the worst that could happen? Your insurance goes up. You lose your license. You lose your job. You tow your car. You kill someone. Everyone knows about the risks of driving drunk. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, that still doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel while under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, you better think again. Play it safe and plan ahead to get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. This was made possible by the NHTSA. Okay, so Andre Pilat, in my eyes, he's been forgotten about because the last time that Andre Pilat suited up in a game for the New Jersey Devils was when we played the Washington Capitals earlier this year. That was the game in which we lost 6-3, to three, and Andre Pilat was uh, deemed to have some sort of lower body injury and that he was going to be out for some time. He wasn't going to make the road trip to Detroit. And remember, that game against the Detroit Red Wings, the second time that we played them that season, that was the first game of our 13-game win streak. So Andre Pilat was kind of forgotten about since the Devils went on that lengthy win streak and uh, we saw production from other players. And we still had some decent depth, especially with the BMW line stepping up, Sharon Govich providing some offense here and there. But overall, the Devils were definitely doing quite well without Andre Pilat. And he sort of become uh, just an afterthought. Now, Getting Andre Pilat back, like I said earlier this episode, can help the Devils in more ways than one. For one, they get more depth. They get more options. They get more scoring options, if that. Because the thing about Andre Pilat is this is one of the reasons why I was so big on getting him in the first place is that he can provide that overall spark plug for a New Jersey Devils. So we saw earlier this year, remember when the Devils dropped their first two games of the season, 5-2 to two, to the Philadelphia Flyers and also the Detroit Red Wings? What happened after that? The game against the Anaheim Ducks, Andre Pilat stepped up big because he heard the rumors that Lindy Ruff might be on the hot seat if the Devils begin the year 0-5 or whatever the case might be. So uh, that game against the Anaheim Ducks, we saw Andre Pilat score one goal. Then the very next game against the New York Islanders, which was at the time our best performance of the season, Andre Pilat scored two goals. So there we go, three goals in a three-game span in which the Devils went on a three-game win streak before that game against the Washington Capitals. So Andre Pilat, don't sleep on his overall impact because it can be there for the Devils. And we saw this when he was playing with the Tampa Bay Lightning. So while playing for that championship-caliber team, especially during the course of the playoffs, we see Andre Pilat step up his game when playoff time rolls around. So that's what I think Andre Pilat can provide for Devils in that sort of way because I think we could have used someone like him when we were going on that six-game winless streak because same thing I said during the course of the offseason. Who's going to be that player that steps up for the Devils, just basically pulls everyone by the bootstraps and says, look, follow my shoulders and I'm going to lead you out of this muck. Now, this is not a knock to Nico Heischer. This is not a knock to like Jack Hughes or Jesper Bratt or their overall abilities. It's not, it's not like that at all, but at the same time, they're still very young in their careers. They got to focus on themselves and sometimes they can't focus on other players, especially if the other players aren't stepping up their overall game. So I don't put the blame on our baby big three, even though Jesper Bratt has been struggling of late. It seems like he's breaking out of it, but digressing a little bit, uh, the baby big three in Heischer, Bratt and Hughes, 
They still got to focus on themselves because they're still young in their careers and shouldn't be their job to do uh, that kind of leadership work. So during the course of the year, we see Nico Heischer creating opportunities for himself and others. But the, the one thing that Andre Palat brings to the table that Nico Heischer doesn't have yet is just the overall experience because Andre Palat has been in this situation before while playing for the Tampa Lightning organization. And then years later, he becomes a back-to-back champion. So that's something that Nico Heischer doesn't have on his resume quite yet, which is that overall experience. So I think Andre Palat could have definitely been used at, to be sort of that leader in that sense to help his team get out of the muck. So getting Andre Palat back in that way can can uh, be big for Devils. Or from a playing aspect, now you could put Andre Palat either on the top six or the bottom six and provide that offensive spark. So if I had to guess, I just think that putting Andre Palat on the bottom six for now might be the best case scenario for Devils because, once again, when Bastion went down with his injury, the bottom six just hasn't been the same. So that McLeod and Miles Wood line just hasn't had the same punch. I'm not trying to knock on McLeod or Miles Wood. But it, it, it's really true because during the course of that 13-game win streak, like I mentioned, who was one of the X-Factors? Who was one of the lines that just came out of nowhere and just had a big impact for the Devils? It was that BMW line. So maybe putting Andre Palat on the third line can definitely help the Devils in that regards. Or one of the uh, big struggles during the course of this year in general is the line that consists of or Yegor, Sharon Govich, Jesper Boquist, because suction was sometimes there, sometimes it wasn't. So maybe adding Andre Palat to the mix, they can get that offensive spark. So the one thing about Andre Palat that I like that he brings to the table is that uh, sometimes his worst can be better than most people's best. So last season for the Tampa Bay Lightning, 77 game appearances, 18 goals, 31 assists for a grand total of 49 points. And then during the playoffs, we just saw him completely step up his game almost becoming a point-per-game player because he appeared in 23 puff games last year for the runner-up Tampa Bay Lightning, and he had 11 goals, 10 assists for a grand total of 21 points. Now, you're probably wondering to yourself, why are you bringing that up? Like, how is this relevant to your argument? It's just like I said, Andre Pilat is kind of forgotten about, and I think that we need to bring it up once again as to how impactful he could be for the Devils. So if the Devils lose their next game against the Boston Bruins, then I know this might be rushing him back, but – Desperate times do call for desperate measures, and I think it would be in the devil's best interest to bring back Andre Pilat for that game against the Pittsburgh Penguins or the Carolina Hurricanes because the one thing I say is if the Devils are ever in a rut, Andre Pilat will more times than not be my MVP or be my X factor going into a matchup to try to get the Devils out of that sort of situation and I think that's what we can anticipate so if the Devils win their next game against the Boston Bruins then I think they'll still take their time with Andre Pilat because then you can probably split those games against the Pittsburgh Penguins and the Carolina Hurricanes but once again Devils lose against the Boston Bruins once again those next two games are must wins no ands ifs or buts about it and it'd probably be best if the Devils just try to win two of their next three games so that way they can go into the next couple matchups against the Detroit Red Wings and also the uh, St. Louis Blues and have maybe a little bit of an easier time because I think those matchups still fall into the favor of the New Jersey Devils. Now, what do I think going into this matchup for the New Jersey Devils? Like, what am I expecting to see? Well, here, here's the thing. In the previous game, the last game we played against the Boston Bruins before going into the short Christmas break, is simply this. The Devils did deserve to win that game, or at the very least, they deserve to 
get a point out of it. But what happened, what went wrong, period number two, they completely imploded. So period number one, that was probably one of their best periods that they performed all season long. They came out aggressive. They came out determined. And you just saw that uh, overall dedication because they were getting shots on goal. They were creating looks for themselves. If the Boston Bruins were ever in a position to try to score on Mackenzie Blackwood, either Mackenzie Blackwood or the defense in front of them were making big stops. Or you saw in the penalty kill, they had a very good penalty kill showing in period number one. And you just saw someone like Jesper Boquist step up his game. Because remember, just a few moments ago, I was talking about how sometimes Jesper Boquist can be a liability out there for the Devils. And then on the power play, just a few seconds in, Jack Hughes scores. So the, all the momentum was right there for the Devils. Unfortunately, Pasternak just completely snatched it away in period number two. So the overall X factor for the Devils is that you need to repeat what you did in period number one, and you need to maintain it. I know it's a no-duh kind of thing, but that's what they need to bring. So I know this game is not a must-win per se, but it's a win that you would rather have so that way you can take pressure off of yourself before you play against the Pittsburgh Penguins or the Carolina Hurricanes. And my overall thing is that Vitek Vanacek needs to start in this game for the Devils. Not a knock at Mackenzie Blackwood, but, but you're putting Mackenzie Blackwood in a very vulnerable position. So I know Mackenzie Blackwood is a veteran. I know he's been there the longest. But like I said in uh, a couple episodes ago, I said that why are we putting Mackenzie Blackwood in this position when he's recently just back from injury? Like, I just don't think that's a smart approach by Lindy Ruff to make Mackenzie Blackwood the starter once again, especially since Vitek Vancheck stepped up his game when it mattered most. So put Vitek Vancheck in that game. So I think going forward, Vancheck has to be the starting goalie or he has to be the goalie that you put in when you're in need of a win because Mackenzie Blackwood, he is too inconsistent. I'm not trying to knock on him. But it's the truth. We saw it in when he was rehabbing in Utica. We're seeing it right now. Mackenzie Blackwood is very inconsistent. Now, the thing about Jesper Bratt is that I need Jesper Bratt to continue to be aggressive. So you're probably wondering, why don't I slander uh, Jesper Bratt uh, when he was on that cold streak? The thing is, is that I see Jesper Bratt trying. He just sometimes has bad luck, similar to Eric Halla. So particularly in that game against the Dallas Stars, I saw Jesper Bratt trying to get shots on Scott Wedgwood. Unfortunately, Scott Wedgwood just goalied the New Jersey Devils. Now, I know that the Devils and including Brad need to finish, but I saw Jesper Bratt just trying to find the back of the net. I saw him in the previous game against the Boston Bruins. In fact, I think he led the Devils in shots on goal that game. So I, I said that Jesper Bratt, uh, he's breaking out of his cold slump because we saw his multi-goal game. The first time he's done that since uh, late October when they were playing against the Florida Panthers. We saw it once again in the Boston Bruins game. So I need Jesper Bratt to continue to just try to find the back of the net or at the very least just keep on uh, just creating for yourself and others. And same with Nico Heischer. Heischer's been doing that all year long, but we can't be too top-heavy. We can't just rely on Jack Hughes and our baby big three to get us out of the rut because one of the things that made the Devils so successful during the 13-game win streak is that we got production all up and down our lineup, the BMW line. Sometimes we got from Sharon Govich and uh, maybe Dawson Mercer, whatever the case might be. So the Devils cannot continue to be so top-heavy because that's going to be our Achilles heel. That's going to be our downfall. Now, on the defensive side of things, I need a whole took to do what he did in the last game against the Boston Bruins, which is don't need to be impressive, but you need to slow down the overall offensive execution from your opponent, maintain yourself on the defensive side of things, and just try to be physical and don't be afraid to get involved in the play. Same with Kevin Ball. So we see a lot of potential in Kevin Ball, and he's had 
a lot of good showings in the opportunities he's been provided. So I think he'll be a very good replacement for Ryan Graves. And it's not the way we wanted to go down, but here, here we are. We're, we're just in the position that we are right now. And then for uh, goaltending, put Vitek Vancek in. So I think the Devils can definitely come away with the win against the Boston Bruins because they showed what they were capable of in period number one. They showed what they were capable of in period number three because they didn't give up. Tomas Tatar and Yegor Sharangovich stepping up their games to get the Devils uh, to cut the lead to one. That was impressive, but you can't trail the entirety of the game and expect to come away with the win. So I think the Devils definitely have it in them to beat the Boston Bruins. They just cannot get in their own heads and they cannot completely collapse for a few minutes because best of the best, the Boston Bruins are not going to uh, take it easy on them. So you need to bring your A-plus game. And it starts with period number one. It starts with making the big saves. It starts with finding that production up and down the lineup. And it starts with next man up. So all hands on deck is basically what I'm just trying to say. So let me know what you guys think. What do you think about Andre Pollard returning? What do you think about Nikita Holtuk and also Kevin Ball? And what are your thoughts going into the matchup for the Boston Bruins? So like I said, the Devils are certainly capable of winning, but they just cannot repeat what they did in period number two. And if they had just like just let up just one or two less goals, like if they just had a couple plays back, that game is going to OT or the Devils are coming away with the win. But that's just me. So I'll be at the Prudential Center for tonight's matchup. If you see me walking around, don't be afraid to come up and say hi. As for today's episode, that's all the time I have for you. So continue to stay safe. Have a wonderful day, New Jersey. Go Devils. I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening once again.